0: to gain valuable insight into different career paths and life in general. Let's get to it. In this special episode, I give honest advice to a small group of MBAs and MSF students from John Hopkins University that face an uphill battle when trying to apply to front office finance roles. We talk strategy when networking, the future of WSO, and I try not to sugarcoat anything. Enjoy. <laughs>
1: Patrick welcome we're really excited to have you you know talk to the Hopkins students one of us uh, Matt is a transfer to Columbia because he thinks he's better than us Uh, but there you go very very subtle very subtle Uh, but we're very excited to speak with you we've got a bunch of cool questions so with that I'm gonna give the floor to you and you know we'll just get started with you picking up a name and then we have questions ready for you
0: Sure, I'll just go kind of clockwise from what I'm saying. Shay, yeah. you want to ask me a question, and then we'll kind of go from there. And by the way, any question—if you want to change your question—it can be as detailed or as—I'll—I'll I'll tell you the—the the truth of everything because I'm—I've been out of the industry for a long time, but I um, have a decent view into what's going on based on um, just the community. But it's, you got to understand, it's a little dated. I'm old now. I got the gray <laughs> beard. <laughs> I've been out of it for a good uh, almost twenty years, eighteen years
2: since I was in. <clears throat> And you know,
1: so we'll ask you all technical questions though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that,
2: so that's what I was about to say. So I'm gonna get real technical with it. No, I uh, my my first one's kind of a, more just pertains to to your starting to, of Wall Street Oasis, and I think all of us follow it in somewhat. And are you know some of us have got helped us get into the industry and be excited about it, which is great. So I appreciate you you joining us today. It's awesome. Um, I'm curious for, from your perspective, like all I, I think IB and PE require kind of that entrepreneurial desire in um, trade. And so I'm curious to hear with you starting Wall Street Oasis, what was like maybe your biggest setback, uh, biggest learning lesson in starting the organization yourself or something that you wish you could go back and tell yourself, hey, when you're starting this, I, you know, I wish I could have done this differently, for example.
0: Good question. I mean, for 14, been around for 14 years, uh, when, when I started it, you know, everyone thinks like, oh, starting a business, it's this you know, the magical idea, it really isn't. And our story isn't really any different than a lot of other successful startups is um, basically every year it's been a tiny bit of growth and just that there's been no kind of hockey stick and we're still relatively small. We have a a big brand, but relatively small business that runs along kind of the back of it and supports the community. So people people assume it's this big business, but it's really not. Um, It's you know a group of like 10 to 20 of us. So in terms of like what I could have done better, probably just being less I mean, I've been super cautious. I haven't raised any money. I'm not delusional in terms of how big it can be. Um, I think one mistake we would have made, I wish I, we had transitioned earlier into training so that we could invest it have, uh heavier into um into the into the community and the platform cuz I think we've been a little bit hamstrung in terms of only doing like interview and career prep stuff and mentor stuff. I think there is um a, a great market for financial modeling training, which we have recently gotten into, and we're just now starting to go into corporate training and live training and all that stuff, which I think is is exciting because we have a huge uh, team of 800 plus mentors that we're now able to like tap and be like, hey, guess what? You're not just going to mentor. Who wants to teach? And it's been amazing mm-hmm. the the response there. So I think just being a little bit more um, strategic about like where we're going to try and grow the actual business side instead of being so consumed by the community because the community is all-consuming. So I think we've, you know, from a strategic standpoint, um, oh, it's almost existential, right? It's like if you just are a community forever and suddenly, you know, Facebook starts grabbing more of the traffic and Instagram starts grabbing the traffic, there's like less and less attention. It's harder and harder as an independent social media company to actually get that attention. So I think being smart about how we're growing the business side of things to make sure we can stay alive is is important.
2: Yeah, the reason I just asked, just to give you a tidbit, is we're kind of starting to grow this IB banking association with Hopkins. Mm -hmm. And so how to be strategic, obviously not the same as, uh, as Wall Street Oasis, but similarities. So it's cool to hear your perspective on that side. Yeah, in terms of the community and the association, where it's, is it
0: like a set couple hundred people eventually? Like what's the thought process on that? I, I would, what,
2: as, as large uh, as it can get, the better, I can't give you a high enough number, yeah, but just the more having, people from Hopkins,
3: the Yeah, better, I right? think the, the,
0: the important thing is just finding that cycle of like, um, where people who have, um, you know, knowledge or, or whatnot, or, or connections can kind of give to the people who don't have that. And they find, don't, don't always monitor, don't always try to like make it a formal thing. Yeah. I think this is good. I think just making it easy and not trying to over, especially at the beginning, don't over like plan just try to execute on it and see who you can get in the door okay uh, great yeah thank you you're welcome uh i guess we're going to matt next
3: hi patrick how hey. are you good how you doing good i'm good uh i gotta say uh, i love your little headset every time i watch like any of the podcasts or something you always look like a sports announcer and it just adds a different <laughs> level of, uh, I, hadn't of I hadn't thought of that hadn't thought of that yeah <clears> they <throat> it's <they're> like gaming <laughs> so,
0: head headphone i don't even know i just like get something that's comfortable like,
1: like, I remember when you. When, you when you and I did my session, like you were wearing a Patriots cap and I was like, not happy with that. I was like, <laughs> I only that I, did when I actually saw the podcast and I was like, uh, you know, I'm like, hmm, I wish I knew that when I was actually talking to you on the phone. <laughs> hey, you, Sorry, can man,
3: you can talk trash, it's fine. <laughs> um, so yeah, my question for you is, are there any efforts for Wall Street Oasis to host sessions similar to the ones that we're having uh, and essentially setting up a classroom environment on a whole bunch of different campuses where students can potentially um, you know, get their school to pay for credits and pay, I guess, you for like a certain course on the weekends or something like that, um, and where they, they could even take it for credits, anything like that going on behind the scenes? Uh, the credits thing is TBD, I don't know.
0: I'm not that familiar with it, but the, the actual courses for universities, absolutely. I think we've, we already have partnerships, I think, around 20 universities for our uh, online courses. Um, and that's just, that's growing now significantly since we just launched the financial modeling training stuff. And so along with the live instruction, I think corporate's a little easier to sell to than universities have pretty tight budgets and they're harder, but like, it's definitely something we're, we're open to. And we've, we've already um, started opening that up. So yes, is, is the answer. Um, we're going to definitely do that. And um, yeah, if you know, if you want to put me in touch with anybody, you know, that, that is uh, interested in that type of stuff, I think the instructors that we've, that we've, just started putting uh, instructors through like dry runs and all this stuff, and the people we're getting are unbelievable. So I'm super confident that we're going to have some some kick-ass instructors in mm-hmm. within like a couple
3: weeks, ready to go. So that's the, awesome. So yeah. at the end of the course and all that stuff, would they just get a certificate, or would, like you know, if you do part when you do partner up with schools, is it just come up on their transcript, or is it kind of a separate certificate that they get like on a weekend course?
0: Yeah, it could be like on a boot camp, Ivy boot camp, or private equity, like in a master class. Something they could get a certificate saying, um, yeah, they completed this. Um, it's different because the online we give a certificate, but for the boot camps, I think it's different because you have to make sure they go, they show up, and like they're they're actually doing the test and they know what they're doing, rather than just like giving them a participation trophy or whatever. Um, but you know, like what does that mean? I don't know. We'll see. I think people like that because they can add it to the resume. It makes them a little bit, especially if they're coming from like a medical background, like a Hopkins, and they're they're trying trying to make that pivot. I think that can be helpful in terms of signaling, but. Uh, yeah, all that stuff, all this stuff will be there. Um, in terms of rollout and timing, probably um, probably like this this summer is when we'll be fully ramped. And then by next fall, when, when people are coming back onto campus, hopefully we have some some trainings lined up.
3: Well, if you need an extra hand, I saw an uh, overheard recruiter that you guys might need a certain guy from Rajat's class on the weekends. And, you know, I'm like, <laughs> I might be free. I don't know. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Well, let me know. Yeah, shoot me an email. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. All right. Co Khalil, uh, Khalil is it? Yeah. Yeah. You know. Patrick. Thanks. Okay. Thanks for taking the time on Monday. to no, chat no So kind of building off of uh Shays question earlier, you know, you've created this platform that, you know, is great for all of us, but for you, what's been the most fulfilling thing about starting and, you know, carrying wall street Oasis and, and where do you see the community going in the future? Like what's next?
0: Yeah, I think, um, I think, conversations like these and the emails I get just from users who are like, I love wall street Oasis. It helped me. I wouldn't be where I was without the community. I think that's the best part for sure. Uh, it keeps us going, keeps the whole team going. i like always share those emails with the the whole team. I'm like, look, this is why we do it. Um, I think it's important to, to know that like in terms of mission, like we're trying to have fun, we're trying to make it so it's not so boring, so drawn out. And we try to bring that to, um, our training as well, because I feel like there's most of the trainers out there, they, they take investment banking very seriously. They take financial modeling very seriously. It's just a sales job and you need to know the technical skills and like, you need to, so like, let's make it fun. And so for us, it's like, can we make this stuff fun? Can we make it less painful? Can we make it so people are, are more engaged and having, um, and, and basically learning more as a result? Um, and I think we can. So yeah, basically the, just hearing from, from, community members saying it really helped them has been awesome. I'm um, just, when I've been reaching out to people, even just asking about training, like almost everyone writes back or a lot of people write back. I love the community. Like I'm on there all the time. or I'm browsing all the time. And that's, that's cool. To see that it's it's touched so many people. So I think that's okay. what I'd say. Anything else on that? I don't know if I answered the question. Well,
3: <laughs> oh, I mean, I just kind of wanted to hear, you know, your perspective. Oh, and then in the future, the you guys in you the, guy future? the future. Yeah, yeah. I think,
0: um, so we are moving more towards the training side. Um, but I think do, there's, there's definitely opportunities for like a lot more of this more informal type of stuff. Um, whether it's like open, uh, even if it's just community members, like open chats and, uh, more like even just free webinars around different topics from our mentors. Like we, if we could actually build up a bigger business, we could start funding like just free webinars on a whole bunch of, host it host up like oh join an hour um with xyz real estate private equity professional to walk through a development model or whatever or you know do an acquisition model and or this case study that he cracked and just doing that type of stuff i think will build even more goodwill and get people excited to be like, this is the best. <laughs> um, that's the goal. So but we have to, we are actually bringing money to hire those people <laughs> to pay them and stuff like that because they, they don't do it for free. Um, well, I'm, I'm
1: ready to do something for free if it's charity work and paying it forward. I really believe in that. So, you know, loop me in. Uh, but a quick note, Patrick, I want to say this. Every Saturday, 9 a.m. or 9.30 a.m. Eastern time, mm-hmm. the traffic on your website goes through the roof. Because all of us, and there are like more of us in the group like who couldn't make it today, like just like go on, watch your and are so digging through like you know questions or experiences of different people before we have a speaker come through, or if we have a speaker come through in one of the following sessions, we're just like looking at like, all right, let's check out like you know, Googleheim. We have an MD coming from there. Let's see everything about it before that. So yeah, we that's how we leverage WSO.
0: Good, good. That's awesome to hear. That's awesome. Um, Doris, you wanna give me a question? I think you're muted.
1: Thank you, you, Patrick. No worries. I'm really happy because I listened to your podcast several times. And I also heard about your story that you shared through another podcast. And um, I'm curious that as you have connected with so many people and also talk with them through your podcast, what are the key points that you hope your audience to get? And also another thing is how did you leverage your network through your career path.
0: Sure, that's a great question. Um having done now 152 after today 152 discussions and episodes, it's crazy how like sometimes people are just lucky. So that happens occasionally in in the podcast I'm like how did you do this and then they're like oh this is my buddy like whatever his friend or, or they have connections or something but the vast majority I'd say that's probably like 5 out of the 152 and the other like 147, it's really just about like people grinding. Um, and I always try to like pull that out in terms of like, how many emails did you send? What was the hit rate? Like, how painful was that? What, you you were running out of money. What happened? Like, where did you, how did you kind of float yourself? Um, and I think that's that's just the pattern you see everywhere. Um, it's just, it's so obvious. And it's it, it's kind of, get to the point where it's a little bit boring for me. Cause I'm like, yep, here it comes. Okay. He <laughs> networked. He had that. Oh, wow. That one conversation had from three years before is what gave him the, uh, gave him the thing. And I'm like, yeah, here it comes. So I can do it with like, while I'm sleeping practice, cause I, I know what's coming. I'm just looking from their background, but, um, it's really just about relationships and building those genuine relationships, like acting interested in curiosity. Um, that is hard to fake. So, you know, if you can have a genuine curiosity and you're you're doing the networking right and asking the right questions, it goes a long way towards people having a good impression of you. So like, if you're asking good questions and you're like, instead of just being like, okay, Google questions for IB networking session, <laughs> or if you're on WSO and you're just asking the same 10 questions that everyone else is asking. I think it's it's better if you're like, when you're having a conversation, with somebody you're taking what they're saying and kind of twisting on it and asking questions relevant to what they just said. Um, because it just it makes it look like oh they're they're like taking they're already taking what I'm saying and like and trying to dig in further. Um, I think it just shows that you're like listening you're you're paying attention and what they're saying isn't just going out going in one ear and out the other, which is like their worst fear. And that a lot of people who mentor I've I've had people who I recruit for the, our mentor team they're like oh yeah I get you don't know how many people uh, come out reach out we'll do a conversation they never follow up. Like still, like still, people still do that. It's like, how, why are you wasting time? Why are you doing that? Like you're doing all the effort to do all the outreach and then you're not following up. Like what's the point? And so like, if if you're not gonna follow up, you're not gonna keep your, oh, a guy I mentored. I'll give you an example. Um, this guy, John, monkey to millions. He's one of my mentees. He got this real estate
3: job. I just, I love all of the names on Wall Street away. I even made mine bananas for <laughs> <laughs> So my... Mon- yeah. So John,
0: um, he was a guy I mentored through, he went to UC Irvine, you know, non-Target California. He, um, he was starting a little bit later, maybe but sharp guy, you know, worked hard. He networked hard. Um, he ended up getting a job in like a real estate shop. Good, good job. And now the bank that rejected him came back to him and was like, Oh, we have an offering for you. And, and he's like, should I take it? It's banking. And I'm like, I'm like, well, I don't know now, because you've been at the real estate shop for a year. They're paying you're going to pay you the same, like that jumping. And it's like a boutique shop and everyone's running for the hills. Why is everyone running for the hills? <laughs> so I'm like, I don't know. Why Have you been in touch with like other? Your, the, like, what about your network that you built up for a year and a half? Like, have you updated any of them on like what you're doing? And he's like, no, I'm like, well, so don't take that job at the tiny boutique. Boutique, do you know how many analysts are quitting right now? First year analysts? Like he's already been working for almost a year. I'm like, you have, there's probably a lateral position out there for you if you're in touch with your people. And so he's like, oh yeah, okay. Like that network isn't just like done once you get the job, right? You, you want to keep like at least every six months, try to like ping them, be like, hey, this is what I'm up to. Hope all is well. I saw you did this. Congratulations, blah, blah, blah. Because, you know, when you are ready to jump, it'll be great it'll be great that you're not like for those three or four or five emails you sent them. And they may never, they may not all write back, but you weren't asking for anything. You were just keeping them updated, being friendly. And then when you actually need something, it's, it's really, really helpful to have those relationships in in place. So yeah, I don't know where I went with that, but.
3: (laughs) That's great. Thank you.
1: You're welcome. So Patrick, I I have something to add here. Uh, Every time somebody reaches out to me, like I, Try, genuinely try and go out of my way to help them. One of the things I always tell people, which is a clear-cut litmus test to me, I give them the link to my podcast. And I'm like, all right, go listen to this podcast. Tell me what from this podcast is applicable to you. And then I can guide you accordingly, right? And all of these guys in this group, and like a lot of more from my mentor group, everybody's heard at least my podcast. I don't know about the other ones. And then once- Yours was I great. Them-
0: Yours was great because it was so gut-wrenching.
1: I think it was fun. Like I, I don't. I think they, there were others which were like way more, you know, tough. I remember there was one guy from Pakistan or something who actually lived in his dad's car or something for a few months. Um, and then got a job at Barclays or one of the uh, the big banks. Internet. But anyway, like that's what I do with these guys, and I'm like, all right, you know, uh, listen to this, come back to me, and yeah, you're right. Like I'm surprised that like a lot of students, you know, don't even put that effort to follow up. And they just want a connection or like just connect with the recruiter. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm going to do it. Like if you, you know, don't show me some skin in the game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's important. I think uh, you'll, you'll be, you'll be already putting yourself in a pretty good spot if you're, if you're persistent and and engaged. It's hard. It's hard. It's a pain in the ass to do. I mean, who wants to have like keep a spreadsheet of like 300 names and just be like following up. No one likes to do it, but if you, if you,
4: yeah, um, you like to do it? <laughs> I, I mean like it's it's kind of interesting because like I have my spreadsheet out and then it's also very depressing to see that all the axes that you click for like all day like i sent LinkedIn and then legitimately it's blank on the next column of the <laughs> column. And then the ones who accepted you, then the next slide is how many blanks you have that they don't even respond back to. So like the frustration is like, you know, it's heavy there.
0: It's how like, many times are you following up with no response? If they've connected.
4: Uh, usually like, I usually go about three or four times.
0: Yeah. And yeah. Then
4: normally on like, on, normally on the fourth time sending it, I become very hesitant just yeah. because like, you know, I think at that point where they're not responding back to you, I kind of get scared saying that maybe if I send another note. I'll well, just if you
0: spread it out, if, as long as it's not like in, in like a period, four week period. for Yeah, notes it's, it's, usually, like it's usually never like that. Yeah, but if you wait like, like five months and then you send a, you throw them another one in there. I don't think that's so bad.
4: Yeah, but I mean like, it's like, you know how you were talking about like, keeping in a follow-up, getting that connections down, going through that, you know, that, um, that huge, like, trial of just, you know, always sending invitations left and right mm-hmm. constantly. And, like, it does get to you. Um, mm-hmm. And it kind of, I feel like if those pe- people who are trying to network, it kind of makes them fall back just because they don't have the ability to get, get that, you know, communication back and forth. Um, and, like, you know, the one thing about your forum that, you know, I really do appreciate is, like, you have these MDs or, like, VPs coming very discreetly, mm-hmm. um, and pretty much telling them about the situation. About here's an internship availability, jobs are like you know either like up or down in their industry. So, like when you get that type of interaction, and then you go and you try to ping them, it's like you know how how many like MDs are from that position, like right in that area, and they just don't respond back. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> it's kind of hard um, from a very like you know from people like us who are students trying to you know, get into that, you know, let's say investment banking, you know, industry.
0: It's, yeah, it's incredibly disheartening when you've sent out 300 messages and you have like 10 respond, 10 connected to you. And then one like respond to you, you get like five. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the question. And so like when I, when I see super, super big drop-offs like that, I question what does your LinkedIn look like? I question what is, you know, what is your, yeah. your outreach look like? Is it too long? Are you telling them a paragraph about, you know, five paragraphs about yourself, or is it like really short? If you're dialed in and you're getting that, try reaching out to just analysts, try reaching out to more boutiques, uh, boutique that's what, uh,
4: that's what I've been starting to target now uh, mostly is like analysts yeah. and associates, just because like they're able to really push it forward.
0: Yeah. And anybody uh, who has any sort of connection at all to anything you do. Exactly. Outside of, outside of, it's cool.
4: Yeah. Like, ah. I, I give you a perspective. Like, my LinkedIn sent is almost at that 500 mark. Okay. So, once I reach that 500 mark, it'd be like a huge, like, happiness, low key. Right, right. <laughs> And then you got, I'm going to go all the way to the bottom. Wait, so,
0: wait. So, connections is about 500. Or, sorry, wait. So, tell me this. Connection request is how much? You guys see this? Yeah, yeah, weekly. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That's like everybody, everybody in the group has that, Patrick. Like, yeah, what you're saying too.
0: Is... I have it too. There you go.
4: <laughs> i my
0: sales guy has had to slow down. <laughs> it's a problem. They've actually, they've started doing that more yeah. aggressively. Um, and so it's made it harder.
4: Um, I think they got a lot of bots that, uh, came in and they sent so many invitations out left and right that, um, that's the reason why they, they put that, even restra- the
0: bots, even the bots, they would block it if it was more than a hundred a day. Um, but usually they'd let it go for a while. If you did it slowly. I think that's been harder, but there's, there's ways to get emails outside of that. So hunter.io.
1: Yeah. Patrick, we've shared all that with the group. Everybody knows that. Know all this. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is like, yeah. Now when AMD is like, tell us about that, we're like, yeah, yep, we are doing that. But like a hundred, um,
0: but a hundred a day, like you used to be able to do a hundred invites a day, a day. And not I don't them. remember
1: what's the number. I can look it up, but.
0: But now I think it's I, like 20 or 30. In the no, no, it's no. so definitely not 20. Like I do more than that a day. And, but Probably because you're more well-connected.
1: They let you. Could be or the opposite. I've I've so much so many connections. They're like he's a spammer. Stop him. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. But I, I know like I get a, like I think Shay called me the other day and he was just like I'm maxed out. You know, Rajat. Like I'm not able to connect with more people. Taha, I know on a daily basis. And I, uh, yeah, like. The first thing I told these guys, Patrick, I'm like, no paragraphs and you know one-liners. I told yeah. them exactly what they can say. And then I just don't do modeling with these guys, right? Like we also go through every, like with everybody individually, I look at their contact sheets. I'm like, how many people have you contacted? You know, and then I tell them the way, like connect with them on LinkedIn, get their emails from there and then send them a direct email. And then like, you know, put on like times out there for them to choose and you get a response, right?
0: But yeah, no. uh, do they use like a, uh, like a boomerang or a write inbox to remind themselves to make it easier on themselves? I don't think so, but that's a good idea. I
1: haven't shared that idea. Yeah, with these I use,
0: guys. Uh, I use write inbox for all of my emails and basically just put a reminder. It'll pop is it that up. It out, Patrick? Just write R I G H T and then space inbox. It's just, what it allows that? you to put notes. It allows you to put notes in e- and in your Gmail uh, notes or uh, reminders. And if they don't reply, it just pops at the back of your top of your inbox again. Okay. so it's like instead of having to create a whole like you can still have the spreadsheet but instead yeah. of having to be like okay who do i have to email today and filtering it yeah. by today you it'll just pop in your inbox and you the key is just don't don't read it until you're ready to act on it yeah, yeah. the other
4: good um the other good program that i was telling rajit about it um which i just downloaded recently is apollo okay i don't know if never heard about it no what is that what's that so it's a interface hunter, yeah, it's okay. like it's a hunter it's like it's like a chrome extension but every time you go on LinkedIn, it will extract the email from like their work. And yeah. then you can, and then it will also save it on their platform as well. So, mm-hmm. and then, or you can just go on Apollo and just search, um, you know, any employees from different types of uh, banks or just overall in, like companies. And then you can save the contacts by Thank that. Thank you. Um, yeah. It's
0: interesting. Like the, the, the thought process, Bridget, tell me if you disagree, but if you have like something unique in your background like, I don't know, somebody's like into fencing or something really like just really niche, like it pays to just find that there's five other people that are in that niche sport or whatever. You're, let's say you're a squash player or like whatever, or pick it up. If you're not, pick up something weird. <laughs> you know, there's like a <laughs> I
1: love reading and running. That's a very unique thing. So I'm going to connect with the entire world because it's a unique feature, but no, I, I hear ya.
0: Yeah, because like you know, um, if you have a genuine genuine interest in it and you can talk about it, um, I think that it, that helps make those connections. Um.
1: But Patrick, people don't read like LinkedIn profiles, right? Like, if you send a invite, if you're Taha, Taha is a uh, master's in finance student uh, without like really investment in banking experience. Like, an MD wouldn't really go and like read his profile, even if he had some unique like you know, creator or rocket or something for NASA. Well, I, I mean, not, that, I'm not the creator of
0: the rocket. Like, I wouldn't reach out to the MD unless he, he also worked for NASA previously. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like, relatability and then say, hey, I yeah, saw you. Hey, yeah, you mom. also, blah, blah, blah. How did you do it? You know, I'd love to chat for a gotcha. few minutes on um, how you were able to make the transition
1: and then get a job at the bank. <clears> yeah.
0: Um, it's easy to say, it's very hard to do and keep doing. You know, and you, guys, you guys are coming from a, a very, you know, great, great school, but. For finance, it's not it's not uh, well known. It's, there's no like well proven path <laughs> or well well trodden path here. So th- there's no alum like pulling you up um, either. So yeah, right
1: that don't Just forget it. Don't about- <laughs> 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 right I'm pretty sure I'm alum. <laughs> <laughs> pretty a sure word like time's got an interview lined up. So no, I don't know.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think guys, it's like it's it's hard because. Um, it's easy for us to sit here and say, Oh, just keep emailing, keep emailing. But um, you know, if there's other, I think Raj, it's for sure dead on, get it out of LinkedIn as soon as you can get it to email. Cause there's the, the likelihood of that is so much higher. Um, make sure you have, make sure you're doing those follow-up sequences. So, you know, hit it once, then do one week later, then potentially like three weeks after that. And then maybe like four months after that, or three months after that, one more time. And if you, you can do that all autom- automatically with the right inbox, you just drop it. Um, and then that'll, that'll, you'll be surprised if you follow up four times in email. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you're going to get like a 30 or 40% response rate.
4: You know, uh, project, I'll give you a funny uh, response. So there was a imagined director at Citibank. Yeah. I emailed him, I think, five or six times in a spam of like a semester-long period. Yeah, yeah. He finally emailed me back saying, ah, you know, congratulations for being very consistent.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> and it just left her like that. I was like, oh, I don't know what to do now. Um,
1: just ask him, like, does it pay off? Does it, do I get a job now? <laughs> you should write I, back, I probably, do I get a
0: job now? I you should write yeah, back. <laughs> you
4: know, part, like, I, I asked her, I was like, listen, like, you know, because I think is, prior to that, I did get to speak to him on the phone. And I followed exactly what he told me. He's like, "Listen, once you get a wealth management internship um, and you fulfill like your junior year in the undergrad, um, contact me again and I'm going to start doing something um, with your resume and all that stuff. So I did. I didn't want to waste time because I was like, listen, like I'm at the end of my junior year. You know, I'm trying to get an internship or something. So I followed up as much as I could. And then like after his email, I emailed him back in a good like 10, 10 minutes, right? Like nothing like too dramatically long period. Yeah. And I, he never responded back to me.
1: Let's find him, Taha, I'll get him on. We'll be like, Taha has some like, you know, some score to settle with you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, funny. Uh,
0: it's tough. That's tough.
1: But Ooh, like, you're- so Taha, I'd say this. Like, Doris, so Patrick, this is really interesting. Doris is not from the US. Her English is not, you know, like American English fluent. Mm-hmm. And now she's working for a billionaire in Maryland in a venture capital firm right? And so like, what I'm trying to say is that like, Doris, and correct me if I'm wrong, like from what you told me, it's all like LinkedIn, emailing, and like really grinding and getting a job at that venture capital firm, right? And so I don't know if the process is any different, but like, you know, it does pay off. Like if somebody like Doris coming from another country, if somebody like me coming from another country can do it, then you're sitting in New York, buddy. You're like, you know, if you're in New it. York,
0: if you're in New York, it, Matt, are you in New York at Columbia? Yeah. No, I'm actually in
3: DC. I'm stuck in a lease down here.
0: Okay. But like, if you're in, in New York, especially once it opens back up, like, come on, I'm not going to have, I mean,
3: I I think, I think
0: I feel for you if you've already graduated and you're just figuring it out, but if you're in college in New York and you know, like, like one of my other mentees, Grace, she's like a freshman and she knew she wanted to do banking. I'm like, this is done. Like you're in New York. It's automatic. Cause like, I know she has enough time and sure enough, she's like, getting looks from like Blackstone, she already has a city internship lineup for the summer. I'm like, it, it was done because she knew early enough. And so that's the hard part is if you're, if you're late to the game and she was, she's at Fordham, she's not at like NYU or anything like that. Um, so I think, uh, yeah, we could talk about networking for hours and hours and hours <laughs> of strategies, but it's, it's about, it's about making that connection, right? So the other, the other way to do it, um, which is hard nowadays with COVID, but other ways to meet people um is like joining different clubs doing the finding golf buddies you know squash um i don't know anything any other whiskey tasting clubs um places where um you know for lack of a better way you know old white men probably you know, frequent you know finance guys are going to be there right so if you can develop an interest in that or feign an interest in that just to get some sort of uh, FaceTime with these people, and they're like, what do you do? Or like, where are you? Oh, I'm actually a master's in finance student at uh, Hopkins. Oh, really? Send me your resume. Boom, done. All of a sudden, you're in an inter- interview process. That's that's how the world
1: works. And so I think we've improvised a little bit with like the Zoom and Teams and stuff. Like all these guys, like I know I won't take names because I do private sessions with each one, but you know, like people over here have already you know, in the process of getting interviews at like the speakers who've come in the past. So I think, uh, you know, with like COVID, it does become hard to like go and join like squash clubs and stuff. But, yeah. you know, Patrick, these guys are now going to be reaching out to you and be like, Patrick, who do you know in the industry? Connect us with someone and they'll follow up like four times. And they'll be like, Patrick, following up on your Good. words. I'm going to be the first one.
4: Yeah, four times is minimum for me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's right. I love it. I love it. No. Yeah. I think uh, for me, yeah. Feel free to leverage, you know, what I have, I'm happy to do like warm intros and stuff like that. That's not a problem. I've done it before. You. Yeah. That's basically not that I know people in my I have like the, you know, the 30,000 connection limit I'm like, I don't know who I'm introducing you to most for most likely. <laughs> um, but most people I will be uh, willing to do like, Oh, you should talk with Matt. Or you should talk with Shay. You should talk with Doris, uh-huh, you know, talk with them okay,
1: guys a the way to leverage patrick on a serious note would be not to ask for an md introduction but like a vp introduction because anything below vp is not that significant but a vice president level is somebody who'd be like oh my god that's patrick he's the ceo of wall street Voice, yeah.
0: associates love me vps because they like there's nostalgia around the brand too for when <laughs> yeah. they were like analysts <laughs> suffering <laughs> So the, that helps. But
4: um, so my question for you would be, uh, Patrick, like, mm-hmm. you know, after going through like 152, like, you know, podcasts, speaking to many MDs, VPs, and et cetera,
0: mm-hmm.
4: like when you're able to speak to them, like, do they ever like mention that, you know, this is like the, the perfect way to network with you know, these particular groups among industries? Um, or is it just like the same, you know, um, way of just getting as much as you can get out? Um, because I know that, like you know, people who are willing to help and respond back is very hard to get from especially top positions. So, like speaking to them and get in their, you know, there has been there
0: has been some people who haven't done the blast approach, who've been very deliberate in terms of how they like were super targeted, and like did a lot of research. Somehow knew a lot more about specific person or niche industry, for example, and so their messages. They, it took them a lot longer to send each one, but the hit rate was just incredibly high because they were able to be very specific in the message they sent to them. So it really kind of took us. And simple. what was these people's background? Was it like more like no finance background? Um, I'm trying to remember. I think it was more like um, they had an internship, for example, in like Fig. Got it. And so they were like only going after Fig bankers and stuff like that, or you know, stuff where you're showing a, a genuine interest. Specifically, and you have something to back it up on your resume, um, so that they feel like, oh, this person's not just bullshitting. Like they want to be in fig, like they actually do want to be in fig. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. So that that helps because there's a lot. Think of think of how few kids are like, I want to go into that. Or if they, like for example, let's say like you're going to a smaller market, a smaller regional market. You want to go live in Charlotte, or you want to go live in Denver. You want to go live in. It's almost. It can almost be easier, even though New York is like crazy a number of opportunities, the people in Denver and these smaller places probably aren't getting hit up as, as quite as much. Yeah, I hear
4: a um, you know, funny thing is I hear like Minneapolis and like Minnesota. Um, I spoke to like a private equity guy um, who works in Connecticut. And he told me that a couple of his friends who work in uh, Minnesota, their market is actually very open right now uh, because no one wants to go there. Uh, <laughs> no, but
0: like that's huge. That's a huge. That's a huge arbitrage opportunity for you guys in your first job at a school. Like, who cares? Go live there for your year, freeze your ass off. Two years, then okay. you just have like your entire career has now been opened up. Your uh, entire I, career. I don't think they're very
1: receptive to people from other cities now. Like I remember, like I because yeah, they all know you're going to jump. Yeah, know the, a guy literally said that And he was like You're not from here I don't see you being here For the long term For those reasons Like I can't I'm like bro I'm from freaking India You know like I don't have a base camp here Like what are you talking about so, Texas Texans are very Very particular On who they hire um, Who?
2: Texans Yeah like People oh, Texas
4: Houston. Yeah I spoke to one person there And he asked me specifically First questions, Like so like Where do you live I gave him my Like my uncle's address Who lives in Houston So he's like Oh okay Not, not bad <laughs> Otherwise, he's like, I asked him, like, why is, like, location an issue? He's like, yeah, we generally only hire Houston people. Oh, and I was like, you know, it kind of makes sense because it's like, it's like New York as well, or, like, D.C., where they're very biased on who they want to hire. And I think and, and it, what we really kind of gets frustrating is, like, even when you apply and you say that, you know, location, like, uh, you know, financial location all that stuff where you don't need to sponsor me or anything, it's still a no, it just will still reject you.
0: Yeah, sorry, my. Oh, okay.
3: I think you gave me a five. 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 (laughs) No, yeah, it is.
0: It is. I I get the sense that um yeah, I mean you're you're absolutely right. Like they they are they can be specific, but it's for a reason, right? It's for because people say, Yeah, yeah, I love Texas. I want to come down, and then they bounce six months into the job and they're like shit. They're like, We're screwed again. Um, or people go to Minneapolis and they leave. Um, so I think it's something where you have to i mean if they're if they're looking for only sometimes places are only looking for two years anyways they don't want you to be there and you're like look i can commit for two years there and you're just honest about it i think that that could be one angle you take the other angle is you could um actually have a genuine reason to be (laughs) to be somewhere (laughs) like my my girlfriend's there and i need to get there or whatever just maybe you just like have a real reason um i have friends in every u.s city for that reason there you go (laughs)
3: yeah
0: <laughs> um but like you know the more specific you can get the better, right? In terms of your story of why um why but specific. for LA we have a reason we like
1: Patrick's there, we know Patrick really well, so you know we want to hang out with him, get a beer to get us a job in the best yeah. banks in LA.
3: So like that yeah, office.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually NorCal, so don't say LA because then people be like, He's oh. in the, he's in San Francisco, San Jose. <laughs> oh, no, okay. For for this stuff, I mean, um, I get the sense, Taha, Taha, in your case, that you're like just going super aggressive, which is great in terms of your reach. Um, you might benefit from a little bit more like targeting or trying to get a little more niche in your interest and like matching interests and stuff like that.
4: Um, like, do you mean like by industry wise or just? Um, no.
0: Well, maybe, yeah, you could go that way. But like, what's in your interest section on your resume?
1: Like house riding, book reading, oh, like. Yeah. Oh, oh, I mean- oh, you're talking
4: about that? Oh, yeah. It's like you know, um, pri- um, private pilot. You know, basketball, football. fitness. private, private pilot. Yeah.
2: Mm. That's pretty cool. Definitely. Are you actually a private pilot?
4: Did so, I like, not know this?
2: Hours, I'm, I'm, I'm ten hours shy of
4: getting my. <laughs> hey, how dude. do
2: I not? How ah, do I not know this?
4: We don't even know who you are anymore. <laughs>
1: what Good in dude. the world?
0: But that's the kind of thing where it's easy to talk about um, if you find anybody in, if you could somehow figure out like pilots who've, who've made the transition, maybe military people who've made the transition um, from the air force to, to.
4: Yeah. So like my dad, like, you know, he worked for um He works for a defense company, BAE Systems. Perfect. So, like, I, yeah. I try, so I'm trying to like leverage my internship from that perspective and, um, and try to get into like GE capital, like, you know, they
0: yeah Um, finance arm
4: um or like you know trying to find these ex-military people and 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 the thing is like you know these defense companies they're very lovely to reach out to because they always want to help out um and i always found out like ex-military people are hands down one of the best people that you could reach they're amazing
0: yeah they're just amazing they're so giving (laughs) (laughs) it's unbelievable yeah i had i had a interview with one guy and he was just like he was like one of the best guests he was a an associate at goldman here um Working his ass off, but he he uh, he just helps as, as many people as he can, and he's right. crazy hours. But yeah, I'd, I'd say just work on those angles, and no matter like you just want to have a job that's somewhat related, and as long as you like develop the habit of the of the right inbox and the networking and stuff like that, you're not stuck anywhere. It just makes it that first job out of school. It just makes it harder. So you guys are all master? Are they all master's
1: students here? Masters, but like masters in finance and some are MBA.
0: Summer MBA, okay. Yep. Um, yeah, so it's tough. because it's can- three MBA and three master's, right, guys? And the master's is one year, right?
1: So, well, I guess like if you look at Dora, she's done her master's and now she's working on a venture capital firm as an analyst. Matt mm-hmm. and Taha are still in yeah, the master's program and then Shay, Zach and Khalil are like in their MBA programs. Got it, got it, got it.
0: And so when you guys came into the MBA program, did you guys know banking is what you wanted to do? Yes. Okay.
3: Yeah. Well, that frankly, it was my my first call was in
2: June with our C or their career development office, and the first thing was like, "Hey, if you're interested in banking, you probably should already be on it." My first call was with a guy from Goldman. He was like, "Oh yeah, by the way, our team's already filled out for the next summer," and I was like, "Oh my gosh, how am I this far behind already?" Um. So yeah. Who did you get connected to Goldman? Um. He was a guy. yeah he was a guy from hopkins he was an undergrad from hopkins who is now at goldman and uh he was an engineer so we we connected over that so but wait so you're yeah, an engineer was an i don't engineer? know
0: yes yes so have you talked to like a ton of bankers or former engineers that are now bankers
2: that's that's my that's my play that's your yeah, angle the, yeah that's my that's <laughs> so my figured. angle that that and, uh, soccer players. Uh, I saw you play soccer actually, by the way, now that we're on, but, uh, not well,
0: yeah, no, was okay.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Fair. We we can share that. Um, and so, uh, yeah, those are, those are my two niche categories. I suppose I go for that works.
0: That's perfect. That's perfect. So it it doesn't surprise me that you made it pretty far in that process. So what do you think? What do you think stopped you from getting the offer? Just too much competition. It's just like not enough spots, like just,
2: they, um, the, the, they said 40 people in the final round. There were three openings and yeah, they it. had, well, and <laughs> the, the crazy part was I actually found out, and I'm sure you know this better than I, the, the number of applicants they had on a per year basis was like an astronomical number that was like almost, I didn't believe it when they told me it. Um, but what I ended up finding was networked really well, or I felt really well connected with like 18 or 19 people within their in, industrial specifically yeah and uh their md was from harvard and they hired three harvard business school students and I, I i got my reviews back and i was like can you just give me honest feedback like be as harsh as possible and they mm-hmm. were like no you were liked by the group your technicals were like good you were you know
1: it was
0: kind so, of i mean so listen, sh- 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 so but listen one of those hps people are going to leave within six months <laughs> my
1: cousin jeffrey said the same
0: thing or less three months They'll be gone. Like, I guarantee you, like, they don't, MBAs, especially out of Harvard, do not stick in one, <laughs> in one spot. And it's yeah. got to, guess what? The people with MBAs uh, from HBS that are going into banking, they were probably consultants before or they were in other in industry. They have mm-hmm. no clue what's about to hit them.
1: Patrick, like, these guys, their technicals are so rock solid. You can wake them up at like three in the morning <laughs> and ask them to walk through it, you know, like a heavy, that sounds LBO so fun. <laughs> I mean, you got to do what you got to do to get a they're job. They're going to be
0: Shay. honestly, they're going to be gone. So like if you can just like tread yeah. water, just tread water and hang around and just keep being like this is what I'm up to, get a job at a tiny boutique, whatever. Whatever you have to do to pay the bills, just even if they're paying you 50k a year or whatever, who cares? Doesn't yeah. matter, just get something that's somewhat related and just stay stay ideally somewhere close to them, like local okay. if you
1: can. Yeah, he's he's doing a He does a PE internship right now. So, yeah, he's one thing.
0: Hey, Patrick, I think you might have missed one student. Zach. Zach, what's your... Sorry about that. Uh, (laughs) We got off on uh, too many tangents.
3: Yeah, so just uh, obviously everyone uses the, um, you know, forum feature of WSO. And then you talked a lot about the modeling courses. What's something that you think is like super underutilized that guys should use more and then, uh, you know, maybe leverage more? Um, I don't know if it's so
0: underutilized, but the company database is pretty valuable um, for just getting salary and interview questions. Um, I think it's probably underutilized cause it's paid <laughs> <laughs> or, or some of it, uh, the, the, the toughest questions. So that makes sense. Um, but it's like 19 bucks a month or something cheap. Um, but basically, um, I think, think that, I mean, I think it's pretty well used. Like people typically do searches and find whatever topics they need and then, the courses themselves are getting more exposure as, you know, it's still relatively new for us. It's been like seven months since we launched them. Um, So I think that business is definitely growing as people become more aware and word of mouth kind of spreads that the courses are a lot more fun. And there's actually an animated monkey in it um, who jumps around and makes it fun. And there's bananas flying everywhere and banana points. So when people (laughs) inspiration, inspiration for what the monkeys, I just, I love it so much. Oh, you got, have you read monkey business, the book? I heard about Maybe. it. It's old. I've heard about it? Yeah, it's old. It's like twenty something years old. So that book is like hilarious. It's like a legend in in the banking world of like uh, the whole reason it's called Monkey Business because he was like we're just a bunch of monkeys, like at three AM, like formatting PowerPoint and running out to you know, the cars and taking cars out to my MD's house in Connecticut and coming back, and um, it just kind of profiled early on the life of the investment banking analyst. I think it was like in the '90s or something or early 2000s. So that's Is that how you got the monkey logo for Wall Oasis? Yeah, that's why the whole theme of the site was monkeys. And, you. Yeah. I check it
1: out. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, monkey, but it's, it's an old school book that it'll make you laugh. It's a super short read and really funny. Um, so, yeah.
2: Do they give you the hierarchy in that book? Like the way you guys use the hierarchy? <laughs> uh, yeah, the baboon to the, no, they don't do that. <laughs> okay. Oh, <God. laughs> no, it's
0: just like, it was a tongue in cheek thing, monkey business. Um, gotcha. but, and it's just like, a. I think he's an analyst in it. Uh, Traub or something like that is the, you can find it anywhere. Yeah. So Patrick, building off an of like Zach's
1: question, like I'm curious to know, like when you're doing analytics on like your database of the users and stuff, what is something that surprises you? I'm like, oh, I never knew like people would be interested in this thing. And there's a lot of footprint in this thing on the, on the website.
0: Yeah, good question. I mean, to be honest, our analytics aren't that advanced. We do some stuff in Tableau trying to see, I mean, we had crazy growth in, with COVID. Um, you'll get two stars in
1: this group Matt and Shay and I can tell you why (laughs) we had a private equity senior associate come through and he was like oh yeah and Matt is doing like data analytics at Columbia and so he's like Matt I want to talk to you after this call and he's like Matt's like yeah I can get an internship there but yeah like these guys do a lot of uh,
0: data analytics stuff stuff. with engineers yeah yeah. so um, yeah yeah, no for us uh, we we pull in a lot of stuff to Tableau we're not very good at like a lot of it's just, just query data and trying to figure out okay what's going on with the users what you know number of active users number of um it's actual sales and what's selling why when um i think some pretty interesting thing is you know the machine learning python course is pretty popular um for a finance community Um, i think that's not going to change we have a data analytics course that i'm trying to buy actually from another (laughs) company look um so yeah, there's there's this guy. Do you need who, bankers
1: for that buy side acquisition, Patrick? We can do a one percent.
0: Yeah, guess how much? Guess how much? Uh, yeah, you guys can do the deal on that. Guess what? Guess what? The total value is it's like five thousand dollars.
3: Are you looking at <laughs> <out> that <of our laughs> resume now?
1: Like, yeah. Yeah, all the interns, five in like, k in millions,
0: <laughs> not we millions. Like you can wanted. just put not really small. <laughs>
1: Did a, did a buy-side transaction for a company with over like, you know, 5 million users subscribed to their platform. Yeah. Amount non-disclosed. Yeah, exactly. Proprietary, pending, proprietary. Pending deal. Yeah, there you go. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, so we're, I mean, and there's nothing that really, I'm trying to think that really jumps out. I think one thing that's kind of underutilized is actually the industry reports. There's some really cool data on university. Um, university data in terms of like what banks recruit from what schools there's like uh there's data on like which banks and which private equity funds recruit like uh military versus like varsity athletes versus not like who has the jock like the most jockish bank versus who has like the the um the least athletic bank we have all that stuff and it's there it's just people don't know where it is
1: Zach, maybe that's of interest to you because you're in the military right like so i'm gonna Maybe you should check it
0: out. Yeah, we have that. Like, I can I can pull it up. It's uh, and that stuff. I think is I think we offer that free. I think you can just see it. Um, So if you go under uh, reports and you drop down to like IB diversity stats, um, I think that has military in there. So it has male, female um, percentages. So it shows like which banks are more. There's a lot of stuff here that we've cut. Where is it? On the
1: website, if you go there.
0: Reports, under reports, and you drop that down, and then just go to like IB, diversity stats at the bottom.
1: Diversity, okay. And just click on that. Almost 40,000 submissions. Wow.
0: Yeah, and those numbers are out of date too. There's like a lot more. So here you'll see. Oh, yeah, I see that. Yeah, I've seen this. So you see like racial diversity. You'll see female representation. So which firms are like more female-friendly and actually hire more, and hire and interview more women. Um, we have data on like athletic representation. So you see, like these companies, don't even know who they are. Yeah. Nash, uh, Stout, Rhesus, Ross, Ray J, I guess is really jockish. MTS Health Partners, Oppenheimer. They like hiring athletes, I guess. Harris Williams. Um, military representations so The PWC has a huge thing. Payne mm-hmm. Brothers, Nomura, UBS, JP Morgan, Credit Agriculture. Where do you more- have?
1: Uh, I, I guess we don't have this right now, but this might be really interesting for you, Patrick. Uh, companies that sponsor. Yeah, you should do that.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's I'm a think great you, idea.
1: Yeah, the the people who need sponsorship are probably digging the internet way harder than the people who don't. So that's going to drive a lot of footprint.
0: Yeah, no, you're right. That's something we should ask. I I don't know if we ha- we might have that data.
1: I'm uh, sure. Like EY sponsors, and I say that all the time. So you know, if there's something over here that can click, click, yeah, EY sponsors. Yeah, uh, I yeah. Can go ahead,
3: Patrick. I got a question, quick. Um, Rajat was telling us something about a discount code, Rajat20, 20, Rajat21, something like that. Now, uh, I just wanted to know if in that diversity section, I don't, I can't pull it up right now, but in that diversity section, I would imagine that there's probably not a section for Middle Eastern people. Uh, and I know that in a lot of like uh, applications for all of these companies, Middle Eastern is not differentiated from white. So when I apply to places, I'm considered the majority, so straight white male. And I feel like that isn't really like the fad right now. And I would love to be able to like, you know, include my diversity token, I guess. Uh, so, you know, what are, your, what are your thoughts on that? And like, what do you see the <laughs> industry moving towards in terms of actually representing diversity rather than just trying to fill out certain focus?
0: Um, yeah, I think a lot of it is is PR. So they're going to just try and they're, they're going to just try to fill their ranks with people like just check the boxes, but they're I mean, I don't know, I, a lot of these things, have you tried applying to groups like SEO? No. Yeah, so SEO has like, I mean, if you say you're, they may, they may say, get out of here, I don't I think, cause they're gonna look at underrepresented underrepresented minorities, right? So they're not gonna help, um, they're not gonna help Rajat. Um, they're, not, <laughs> they're not, they're probably not, they're probably not gonna help you, but they, I don't know. Um, so take a look at that. Um,
1: SEO, like Sarah,
0: Charlie, Oscar. SEO, as in development. Yeah, SEO opportunities. It helps uh, underrepresented minorities through uh, uh, getting jobs. And I think even from MBAs. But there's a ton of these programs, a a lot of female-oriented programs. Uh, There's also, um, Matt, for you, Uh, is there any Middle Eastern um, groups, finance groups? And uh, like at school or like, what do you mean? No, I, like associations or something for hiring
3: and stuff like that in New York or. I usually don't see anything. Most, most of the like programs that they offer are either for military females um, or yep. black. And those yep. are usually the three big ones that I or see. Or Latino, yeah, of. or
0: Latino. Yep. So yeah, yeah that's I, that's I think, um, um Ruja, are you looking up SEO? What is Yeah, it? I'm looking at what is SEL? Like
1: how come? I don't know about this. So I'm like, oh, it's huge.
0: <laughs> we just We just put through, I think 200 of their kids who had investment full investment banking full-time offers, we put 200 of their kids through private equity interview prep. Oh, time.
1: yeah. Wow. Because
0: they were, like, they were like, oh, we know these kids are going to get interviewed right away. They ended up not getting interviewed because of COVID. It got pushed, but um, they got them ready. Um, so it's interesting because I, I don't know if, um, there's a good question around, you know, you are actually truly uh, diversity and, you know, you're not like uh but yeah, I don't know.
1: I don't know
0: if they're not considering you underrepresented, then that's the problem, right?
3: Um, yeah, I mean, just like when I took the GREs and everything, even standardized tests, everything that you go, there's very, very rarely like a Middle Eastern box to check. Yeah, well, you could like, say other. And, I mean, you should just say other always, mm-hmm. you know? is that I don't know what's legal or not and there's always the little warning at the end of applications that say this is filled out to the best of my knowledge no you don't have to say <laughs> if
0: you don't if you don't associate with being white or caucasian just say you associate
4: you just, say, just say other hey if you want to be really happy could just go file an application in McKinsey they're very specific
1: all oh, right really? Um, you are.
4: yeah yeah, they'd be like Asian. Okay, Underneath Asian. Like, where are you, Pakistani? You gotta be like... Gotta oh, that's home. true. I, I've
1: seen it in some things. Yeah, you're like Asian. What kind of Asian are you? Are you Indian <laughs> Asian? Or you're like different Asian? I'm like, oh, God. That's funny. Um, well, guys, we only have a minute left with Patrick. So I'm going to wrap this up. And so Patrick, thank you again for, you know, like speaking to all of us. This has been really fun. Um, I hope you enjoyed the sessions. Uh, I had a blast. The yeah. session. It was fun. Okay, great. Like, any quick feedback from your side to the students, what, what you like, what you thought could be different while interviewing people?
0: No, I think this is great. I think uh, I feel for all of you uh, in this really trying time. It's not an easy time because you know some of the banks are really busy. Um, that's the thing. What I would say is like a lot of the associates I talk to are just getting absolutely crushed. And a lot of them are going to be jumping ship after, if, not, they're, if they're not leaving already, as soon as their bonus hits in about two or three months or in a month or whatever, there's going to be a lot of openings at the MBA associate level. So don't, just make sure that, that, that you continue pushing on that networking because all of a sudden where they're like, ah, they're ignoring your call. It's going to be like, hey, Matt, hey, Zach, you know, <laughs> let's talk. <laughs> and all of a sudden you're in a, in a super day and boom, it happens as quick as that and it only takes one. So that's, that's what I would say is that the, the legwork you're putting in now to build out those, those contacts and have those conversations now are pretty crucial especially Shay like since you made it so far um you know you have the technical down you know you have it so it's just staying around the hoop and lasting long enough for it eventually an opening to <laughs> drop into your lap but in the meantime don't like don't be don't be snobby about like where you work yeah. get a job cuz you don't want to be like on the sidelines for too long cuz yeah. that looks bad too um right now that do, what, do, what Rajat, do what Rajat did, just work for these crazy uh, tiny boutiques <laughs> and just get abused for several I, years. Yeah. I mean, that's about as bad as, as it can get, um,
1: what he went I through. I actually got one of the guys to like work for my old boss, and I like, gave him like, plenty of warning. And I actually went to West Palm Beach like, two weeks back to like, check on him. I stayed the weekend with him. I'm like, are you okay? Are you sure you're okay? He's like, yeah, I, just, I know what I need to do. So I'm like, okay. He's, he's surviving.
0: But yeah, that's the type of stuff like if you have, you have to go work for somebody like that uh, for a short stint, it's fine while you're continuing to stay around the hoop for a real job.
1: Right. Um. Cool, cool, cool. All
0: right, guys. Uh, patrick, thank you again. All right, everybody. Thanks for taking the time. We'll, uh, we'll talk soon. Guys, All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye. And thanks to you, my listeners at Wall Street Oasis. If you have any suggestions whatsoever, please don't hesitate to send them my way, patrick at wallstreetoasis.com. Until next time.